Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. I have sent the message very clearly to everyone involved. Again, these children know each of us in our hearts for exactly who we are. They know my love for them. They know your hatred toward me. If that's how you want to live, if that's how you want, you know, then okay, we're not dealing with toddlers. You know, we're dealing with sharp minds over here. So it's sad that the um, intention is to break my heart, which it does, and my daughter's heart. But it's also breaking their own children's hearts and there's no concern for that. Okay. Okay. That's for them to sort through, you know, it's sad. So what's it like taking the, what I'm going to call the high road, which is, yeah, you know, you can only, you can love, but you, it's, you can't go over there. You can't go across the street and say hello because that's, it is going to cause them more problems. Yeah. Um, it's hard. I mean, it's hard because I get asked. We have a lot of mutual friends and acquaintances and I get asked pretty frequently. And I just have to say, you know, it's not allowed. And everyone knows. I mean, everyone in our community pretty much knows the dynamics. Um, I Taking the high road was much more difficult when it was daily, weekly, constantly, you know, being around the ex, being around with the kids and, you know, all, and there's all this hatred because there was hatred toward me through the whole marriage, um, from the ex, from my ex's first wife, the girl's mother. So, um, that was hard. I bit my tongue. I smiled. Sometimes I would glare. Sometimes I would, you know, out of sight of the kids, couple of outbursts through the years, couple of emails, some text messages, very little, very little. Holding all of that in because if I would send a message that said, hey, can we meet at 7.30 instead of 7, would turn into screaming, crying, calling my husband all day, telling him I yelled at her, you know, I mean, like insanity. So they, the two of them boxed me out during the marriage, boxed me. Literally, my therapist explained it very well. And it's a triangulation. You know, she's figured out if she, she makes a big enough deal about all this stuff, makes it hard enough on your, on your husband, you know, my, my ex now, but on my husband at the time, um, that's the goal. The goal is to get you to shut up and stand in a corner and let the two of them play together, um, which is so funny. I mean, it's not funny. It was, a, it was an ongoing struggle. It was incredibly hard. And I never had the courage just to say. I tried a couple of times pretty early on um, to say, you know, um, I'm your spouse now. This is our life. I'm the one you crawl into bed with every night. And yet my opinion makes zero difference. Like I'm helping pay all the bills. I'm helping raise the children. I'm doing all of this. And my opinion never matters or is taken into consideration. And every single instance that comes up 
we bow down and just do everything that she says because she's so challenging and so difficult and makes life so fucking hard if we don't. And um, nothing ever changed. I mean, literally nothing ever changed. I, I would go to my therapist and he would say to me, like, I don't understand how you're getting through this. Like, how are you turning a blind eye? Like some bizarre stuff happened. And I'm just like, what do you do? I mean, it would have been an ultimatum. And I, I almost went there a couple of times like, hey, I'm your wife. She's your ex-wife. I know that there are children involved, but I'm supportive of the kids. So fucking pick, man. Like, are you are you going to are you going to do this? Or are you going to do that? But I knew the answer. Yeah, I knew the answer. She said jump. He said how high. And that's how it was the whole time, which was the funny part was at the end of the marriage when I finally, finally like everything culminated and I got my strength and I got my power back and I got my confidence back and I had the support of my daughter and all my family and my friends behind me. And I remember like one of the times going back to the house to get stuff because we were so, we were in between, like we didn't have a home basically for several weeks. We were staying on friends' couches. We, we had, um, uh, I had a business trip to Chicago that I took my daughter on for a few days where we we went to a wedding, a family wedding and stayed with some of my family some extra time just to escape and be away. So there were all these like run ins at the house when I would go in to get stuff. He'd confront me every time he'd follow me around, you know, like trying to argue. And we got in this argument this one time and I remember holding my hand up and I was like, "Okay, here are our issues. We don't parent well. We have totally different approaches to parenting. Um, that's never been resolved. There's never been an inch of change in any direction, you know. Then we've got the ex that causes hell every single day that's always been there. There's never been any budge on that. Then we've got the alcohol. Then we've got, and I like held up my hand and I'm like, give me one actionable thing that you're willing to do to change any of these five things. And he's like, just stay here and we'll work on it. And I'm like, nope. Because nope. what that means is that I just accept it. I just, like I have, you know, and I was done. I was finally done. But I mean, it's insane. It's insane that it took that much and it took the threat of like death almost. <laughs> you know what I mean? To From someone, him. The kids, a, a, a pedestrian, you know, I mean, that's really what it took to wake me up, which is insane. Yeah. So what are some of the tools that you've learned? Like what are, because I know that you're proactive and you have a, a podcast and you're definitely somebody who speaks eloquently. You're concise. What are some of the tools that you can share with somebody that's about to go through it? So it, specifically, if you're dealing with someone who suffers from any sort of addiction, um, don't keep it a secret. Don't keep it to yourself. You're going to need help in the form of therapists, close family, friends, people that know you. Your children need to know what the hell's going on in their own house. You can do this in a kind and loving way as I did. Um, I, I do not look down on my ex for his struggles. It's genetic. It, it's it's a disease. I, I don't blame him for it. But just um, the, the biggest turning point for me came when I asked for help. 
I told his family first. I told my family second. I told friends third and worked from there because it's just too much for one person to bear. Um, the education piece was huge for me. I was way, way, way behind the ball on that. Way behind. I should have educated myself um, one month into marriage when we had a catastrophe happen. And I didn't. I just put my head down and worked. That's what I did. And that was not. It got us financially through things. It got us, you know, physically kind of through things, but it didn't emotionally or help the addiction stuff at all. Like it could have been a total different trajectory or a very short lived marriage if I had handled it differently up front. But um, so, yeah, I mean, getting the resources and the army around you to help pull through. And then I think the other part was taking those small steps of it takes so much courage to to think about um dividing money i mean i remember that wedding weekend we stayed one night at my brother's house my blood pressure was so high and i was absolutely freaking out because it was the the next morning after this wedding was the day that i had scheduled the bank accounts to split so I took screenshots. I circled things. I wanted him to know I was being honest and careful with how I had done everything. And um, I was terrified of his reaction because I knew he that was signal to him that we were really doing this. And um, and then it happened. And then there's the relief. You know, it's like anything in life. You get the courage up to jump. It's hard. It's scary. And then you do it and you get to go, it's done. It's done. I did it. And then there's pride and then there's hope and then there's peace. You know, you get the reward, but you have to take the steps. It's hard. Takes a lot of courage. So what was it like for you when you, when you finally did it? Like, Looking back at it now, would you do something differently? What would you do differently? Um, if, if I don't, I don't want to regret the whole time that we were together. If, if I, if I'm being honest, I should have, I should have left him one month after we got married. Wow. Say more about that moment. Um, about that moment that distinguished it so clearly for you. He received his second DUI and lost his job. And um, he had, yeah, he's, he narrowly avoided jail time. I mean, it was awful. It was a very ugly, messy DUI. It wasn't a, oh, I had too many at happy hour. It was really bad. And we hid it from everyone except his family that, like me, enabled him for a long time they helped us in clutch though and i was incredibly grateful to them by the way but yeah i mean a big piece of me is like oh my god what you know what would life have been like but i also don't ever want to look back on life and like i don't regret yet you know there was also a ton of love and a lot of really good times and and being part of the kids lives and all i would never take any of that back but like at the end I, you know, 
I feel pretty comfortable, honestly, with how things all unraveled at the end. Like I felt like I was patient, kind, loving. Um, I stand by, you know, every all of the choices that I made and how I did everything. And I think that's how that has helped propel me into the happiness, you know, and the the genuine love of where I'm at in my life right now because of how everything ended. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.